It's final for weekend, and yes, the Big 12, of course, has the Kansas Jayhawks getting ready to take on the Villanova Wildcats this weekend. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Well, this is a tough one for me. If you know me, if you know this show, however long you've been listening, maybe you don't know this, but uh, Villanova is my alma mater. It is my wife's alma mater. We met there. Uh, my father-in-law's alma mater as well. So Villanova runs deep. You know, Villanova is uh, beyond just a team that I root for. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it's in our blood. It's in the family. Uh, you know, we've got two daughters. We are already preparing them, and they are gearing up at three and ten months old to be Villanova Wildcat fans. Now, you probably wonder and may wonder how I end up um, owning and operating a Big 12 website. Well, that is a story that I will share with you here while we have a few minutes. Um, Depending on how new to the show you are and and how much you know about me, uh, my first radio job was in Woodward, Oklahoma. Full-time radio job, I should say. And that's where I, you know, was doing news and sports and play-by-play and talk show hosts and everything else. News reports. I did a little country music even at the great K101 radio uh, in Woodward, Oklahoma. And one of our affiliates for this radio show, if you're not on the podcast, is uh, Z92 in Woodward, Oklahoma. So I, I, I fell in love with the Big 12 Conference covering it. You know, I was there for the first round of realignment when, you know, Nebraska and Missouri and Colorado and Texas A&M all left. And then You know, you bring in West Virginia, you bring in TCU. So I was there for all that. It was a dramatic time, and it was a really fun time to be covering the Big 12. So then I uh, take a couple of jobs in New York City, and I'm freelancing at CBS Sports Radio and and WFAN and doing some digital work for Sports Illustrated. And I thought to myself, boy, uh, the Big 12 gets screwed. I mean, that's just the, the Big 12 got screwed, and it's been getting screwed for well over a decade by traditional sports media it was always you know the love fest with the sec so i i'm sitting there i'm still watching a lot of big 12 football and watching oklahoma oklahoma state especially because those were the teams that i covered when i was out there but i was just watching the big 12 and i thought you know what i mean the digital digital media landscape is what it is and it's time to get in in some capacity so i built up this big 12 site now i remember building the site or having the site built, I didn't build it myself, but having the site built and launching it, geez, almost, I think it was almost eight years ago now, crazy. And, you know, you'd get 50 readers in a day and you're like, damn, damn, that's great. And now here we are doing a million and a half a month. Uh, You know, we've had days, I mean, it's not unusual for us to have Fifty to 100,000 a day on the site. I mean, and that's because of you guys. That's genuinely because of you. Uh, this podcast is obviously one of the highest ranking podcasts. On Certainly, it's the highest in the Big 12. It's one of the highest on college football as well. And it's because of you. So if you are on the podcast, by the way, and not on the radio, doing those little things like leaving ratings and reviews and subscribing, it does help this show grow tremendously. I, I know I say it every week. But it really does. And that's why we send free Heartland College Sports koozies to you if you're on the podcast and you listen there. Uh, if you send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes, 
to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So it's, you know, but I love the Big 12. Like, that's why I love doing this and, and love running this business, because I just love the Big 12 top to bottom. I didn't go to a Big 12 school. Uh, I love all 10 teams equally. And when they play each other, I want good games. But it's not like I'm an Oklahoma guy or, you know, a Kansas guy or a Texas Tech guy or a Baylor guy running a Big 12 site. So there's not a bias towards one team. My bias is what is going to get us the most traffic and the most eyeballs. And some of you may quibble about, you know, us writing about certain teams more than others. But that's because, once again, we're in the game of eyeballs. And that's just how it works. But that's not uh, because we like a team more than any other team. I promise you that's not the case with myself or the guys that we have on the staff. But here we are now getting ready for this Final Four. And as a villain of a guy, I can't root for Kansas. Obviously, I just can't. And, and my Final Four before March Madness started, I had Gonzaga, Kentucky, so bombed out there, Kansas, Villanova. And I said on this show at the time, I said, I'm picking Kansas and Villanova. And I'm so unbiased. I would never be biased with you guys. So unbiased that I'm going to pick Kansas to beat Villanova. But I said, if that game does come to fruition, I am rooting like hell against my bracket. And that's exactly what I'm doing this week. And listen, even if you're a KU fan listening, come on, are you going to blame me? Are you going to blame me? I literally said before the March Madness started, I'm picking KU to win the game, but if we get to the game, I hope my bracket completely fails, and I'm hoping that happens on Saturday. I really am. And I think any of you with, you know, a deep tie to your alma mater would admit as much, right? Uh, But that's what makes this great, and that's what makes this week so fun for me. And then by day, I host a a morning talk show on KCMO Talk Radio in Kansas City. So it has been quite a week being here right in the heart of of Jayhawk country, if you want to call it that, especially living on the Kansas side and wearing my Villanova gear. I was in the uh, the doctor's office yesterday and I had a Villanova windbreaker on. I've been trying to wear as much Villanova gear as I can this week. Uh, And guy walks up to me and he goes, that's bold. That's bold. But I respect it. Like, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Go Nova. Uh, But it's just been that kind of a week. It's one of those weeks as a sports fan that, you know, you're always going to remember leading up to this game on Saturday. And here's the reality. Villanova is is missing. And and I said this, too, uh, on my radio show this week. Nobody in Kansas City media has watched more Villanova and Kansas than me. Just a reality. All right? That's not me saying that I've watched more Kansas than anybody That's not me saying I've watched more Villanova than anybody. I mean, you know, my father-in-law has watched more Villanova than anybody, and there's plenty of uh, Kansas City media people who have watched more Kansas basketball than me. But I've probably watched 20 to 25 Villanova games and 20 Kansas games. So when you combine it, you got about 45 games, right? And that's uh, that, that's more when you combine them than I would say anybody else in Kansas City media. So I'm just putting that out there. But this is not going to be easy for the Villanova Wildcats because if you've been following this tournament, then you know Justin Moore, their second best player. Um, some may argue their best complete all-around player when you factor in both sides of the ball. Blew out his Achilles in the Elite Eight 
against Houston late in the game, and he's going to be missing on Saturday. So what does that mean for the Wildcats? That means Villanova is going to be playing basically a five-man rotation. They were probably six deep. They were six deep, essentially, um, leading up to this moment, and now they're going to be five deep. Caleb Daniels is going to step in as a starter this week, and then what you're hoping for is that Brian Antoine and Chris Archidiacono, brother of Ryan Archidiacono, who helped this team uh, win the national championship back in 2016 when they beat Kansas in the Sweet 16 that year, uh, they're going to have to get a couple of spot minutes. Now, Chris Archidiacono is really not a guy I want to see beyond running the point for a couple of minutes if uh, Colin Gillespie needs a blow. I mean, that's really all I want to see from him. He's just... He's not going to cut it on defense, especially. He's going to get smoked on defense. And I, I just don't have the confidence in him on either side of the ball. But I get it. He may need to play 60 seconds to 90 seconds or a couple of minutes at some point, first or second half around the 10-minute mark, maybe both. I don't know. But then Brian Antoine is is a guy who, uh, you know, Kansas fans definitely don't know. But if you think back, if you know college basketball and you know Villanova basketball, which I understand many people on this show do not, but Brian Antoine was a guy who, and I pulled up his uh, 24-7 recruiting profile to just give you a, a rundown of who this guy was and, and how solid he was coming out of high school. Shooting guard, 6'4", 170, top 20 player in the country, number three player in the state of New Jersey, uh, number two shooting guard in the country, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to. All right? I mean, Duke was all on him. Kansas was actually on him. Got recruited by Norm Roberts at Kansas. John Shire at Duke. And he ends up going to Villanova. He's had a ton of injuries since then. And he just has not gotten to a place where, you know, he's become the star. Some people thought he could be a one-and-done kind of guy. And it just it hasn't happened to him three years into the program. So this is the kind of guy where if you're going to have that one shining moment, right, that moment where, where he comes off the bench, and I don't think he's going to give the lift offensively, but what Brian Antoine can do is be that lift defensively for Villanova. He, he can be, you know, I keep thinking about that play by K.J. Adams at the end of the first half against Miami for Kansas in the Elite Eight matchup. Kansas was trailing, and then K.J. Adams uh, on Cam McGusty just locks him down on defense, forces McGusty into an off-balance shot, misses. Kansas is all juiced up going into the locker room. That's when I thought to myself, KU's going to be fine. They had, And that was because of K.J. Adams, a young guy who, yes, KU fans know, but you know most college basketball fans were watching being like, who's this kid playing on Cam McGusty? The dude's lit up KU, and they got this freshman on McGusty late in the first half. He gave them that spark, that energy on the defensive side of the ball that changed the momentum of that game. And Brian Antoine can be that for Villanova. I, genuinely, he can be that. Yes, you guys know where my heart is, but I'm sharing this with you to just let you know kind of what's going on on the other side and how they're thinking on the other side. He's not going to light it up. He's not going to score a bunch of points. All right, that's, that's not who Brian Antoine is going to be in this game. But if he gives them a strong defensive en- effort, and I don't know who Jay Wright's going to put him on. Uh, I don't know, you know, what the defensive game plan is going to be. But you know this, Villanova switches a ton on defense. I mean, really every guy for Villanova is between 6'3 and 6'7, 6'8. Uh, they can all kind of guard one through five. So 
Antoine can be one of those guys. And if he finds a way to poke away a turnover or two, force a turnover or two, you know, uh, force an Agbaji or a Remy Martin into a tough off-balance shot that leads to a, you know, a run out on the other side. I mean, that's one of those things that's not going to necessarily show up in the box score but can make an enormous difference in this game. And that's one guy that if you are uh, looking at this thing, and if you are saying to yourself, if you are, you know, a Kansas fan, oh, we're going to roll through this. They got five guys. Just just uh, think about a name and just remember that name you heard here on the show, Brian Antoine, because I don't think it's a name that unless you go into, you know, uh, researching Villanova, you're not going to hear this name. You're not going to hear that name come up in, you know, your run-of-the-mill ESPN breakdown. You probably won't. I'd be surprised if you did. KU fans obviously aren't going to be knowing about this guy. You're going to be looking at the starters. You're going to be looking at Colin Gillespie and and Jermaine Samuels and, you know, to a lesser degree, Caleb Daniels, Brandon Slater, Eric Dixon. But just keep that name in the back of your mind, Brian Antoine, and just know that you heard it here on the Heartland College Sports uh, podcast and radio show. I'm going to dive into this game, though, from uh, many different perspectives. We'll talk about KU, why they're firing on all cylinders, and ultimately uh, what is going to happen this weekend, all coming up on heartlandcollegesports.com. Oh, and uh, by the way, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can turn your team's victory into your own big win New customers right now using our promo code HCS can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. And here's the thing. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes Yeah, you heard that right. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and then track your results. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. A great way to help grow this show. 21-plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Pete Mundo with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. So, you know, I told you guys, obviously, the whole backdrop, the story, Villanova guy, but, hey, I I know how good this Kansas team is this year. And, you know, I've seen him in person twice. And it was my first two trips, as I mentioned earlier this year, if you listen to the show, uh, first two trips to Allen Fieldhouse. And what an awesome place to just be at a game, watch a game, seeing the rules of basketball. It's just, it's you pinch yourself when you walk into Allen Fieldhouse. And I, I know some of you around the Big 12 may roll your eyes, but I say that just as a college basketball fan. You know, the history behind it, the program, everything else, being in that building is special. Now, it doesn't mean I'm rooting for Kansas against my alma mater, but I'm just saying it's special. And what it seems like is Bill Self has finally found his rhythm with this team. He's found uh, where he wants this team to be, and Bill Self never seemed satisfied this year with this team. You know, whether it was Remy Martin being a complete enigma for much of the year, 
and then finally coming on here the last couple of weeks, starting with the Big 12 tournament. It was David McCormick's foot injury. What exactly is he going to be? It was, uh, he didn't know if he had that depth. It felt like, all right, Agbaji had to go off. Kansas would be fine. But if not, where were the other options? And, and you know, Christian Brown's obviously coming to his own. But you didn't feel like this team three months ago was in the same place that it is today. And that's a credit to Bill Self, kind of working through it and these guys coming around. And now he's got a very solid, very deep team, and I think he's got his rotation exactly where he wants it to be. He's not going to put Remy Martin in the starting lineup, nor should he, by the way. Remy's been awesome coming off the bench. He's exactly what you want. And I think you have to stick with what's been working. I mean, I'm not I, – I know Dewan Harris is not the guy that's going to light up the box score, but he's been steady at point guard. He's done exactly what you've kind of wanted him to do. He's not going to be your scoring threat. But don't mess with the rotation that got you here if you're Bill Self. And he's not going to do it, but I'm just putting it out there because some people have called for that. But Self said this week it's not going to happen. And McCormick's, you know, as healthy as he's going to be, you're probably going to get your 20 minutes out of him. And, uh, you know, Mitch Lightfoot appears to be in a good place as well. So it is, it is all engines go for the Kansas Jayhawks going into this game. And that's one of the reasons when you compare the health of these two teams – Kansas is certainly in the better spot. Now, I, I, I went back and I looked at the matchups that these two teams have had in the NCAA tournament here, and it's some really good games, really good games. Each of the three previous matchups between Jay Wright and Bill Self in the NCAA tournament, you got to go back to 2008, the Sweet 16. Kansas won that game 72-57 to over Villanova. Now, you may recall that game. If you're a Kansas fan, I'm sure you do. Uh, that was the year, of course, Kansas went on to beat Memphis in the national championship game. But that game in particular for Jay Wright and Villanova was kind of still on the, the, the front end of them building and him building this program into what it's become. Uh, they broke through the next year in 2009 for a Final Four, but uh, that game was pretty clearly all Kansas. All right, if you remember back to that game, KU had a 19-point halftime lead. The closest Villanova came in the second half was like 12 with a minute left. So that was Mario Chalmers, Brandon Rush, Russell Robinson for KU leading the way. And then, of course, they went on to beat North Carolina in the Final Four. They ran away from that game, and then they beat Memphis on the Chalmers shot in overtime to win the national title. Then we fast forward to 2016. Villanova was seven years removed from a Final Four appearance. And it was kind of at this moment where people wondered if Jay Wright would ever break through again. They had had some bad losses in the NCAA tournament. The season before was the Piccolo Girl. If you're a college basketball fan, you may use that meme once in a while. Uh, And then here they are, 2016, matchup in the Elite Eight. Both teams were loaded, by the way. Kansas had won each of its first three tournament games by at least 12 points. Villanova had won each by at least 19. Some would argue that these were two of the best three teams in the country when they met in that Elite Eight matchup. And you had two of the best offenses in America at that time. And uh, it was just a great matchup going into it. Perry Ellis was on that team for Kansas. And Villanova held him to five shots and four points 
And that came one game after he scored 27 against Maryland. So Kansas had a five-point lead in the second half of that game. And then Villanova took a two-point lead in the final minute. And then a big play happened. Devontae Graham, Kansas's best player that game, ends up fouling out, lunging for a loose ball. So Kansas then twice cut Villanova's lead to a point, but the Wildcats iced the game, as they so often do, at the free throw line. Eight straight makes in the final minute. They go on to beat Kansas 64-59, to and uh, they went on to win the title that year. They blew out Oklahoma by 44 points, and then, of course, the Chris Jenkins buzzer beater, three-pointer to win the title over North Carolina. Then you go to the 2018 Final Four. Villanova I couldn't miss, all right? I was here in Kansas City. It was my first weekend working here at KCMO Talk Radio, and I went down to Power and Light District in a Villanova sweatshirt. My wife was still uh, back east, and, yeah, the game was over from the get-go. Villanova went on a 22-2 run. They tied the NCAA tournament record for three-pointers made in a Final Four. They tied it in the first half. So Villanova blew out KU in that game 95-79 and, of course, went on to win the national title that year, uh, beating Michigan. So uh, these two teams are, are used to playing each other, at least the coaches in this environment, and that's why, you know, Jay Wright has had Bill Self's number as of late. And that's why there's no way you can discount Villanova in this game, even playing just five, five and a half guys. You just can't do it. So you guys know, and I said it to start the show, I picked KU in the bracket to beat Villanova in the final four, but you know like hell I'm rooting against my own bracket. All right? I am clearly rooting against my own bracket. And I say that proudly, and I know you all understand. I know you all understand. Well, that wraps up the show. Hey, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review, and uh, we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do that. Leave a rating and a review, and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get that koozie in the mail for you guys. And by the way, if you are uh, an Oklahoma, Oklahoma State fan, we are launching, by the way, podcasts across the Heartland College Sports Network. Our guy, Eric G., uh, he works for the Sports Animal in Tulsa, He is now part of the Heartland College Sports team doing a Bedlam edition Heartland College Sports podcast exclusively focusing on Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So go check that out. Just search Heartland College Sports on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and hit that subscribe button to the Eric G. Bedlam edition of the Heartland College Sports podcast. There you go, guys. Have a great day. We've got uh, much more coming your way. Our final four preview with Matthew Postens will be posted tomorrow. So a lot of content all right here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.